Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome everyone to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. Now, unityonlineradio.org on your website, or you can also find us on mobile. We're now on the Live 365 mobile player We are on Stitcher. We're all kinds of places. This place is hopping, and we're so glad that you're here with us to talk about all things Law of Attraction. As you know, we go deep. It's good to be back with you all. We've taken some hiatuses. I don't know if that's a word. I don't think it is, but I made it up right now. (laughs) We've taken some breaks, and we've been archiving some shows, but we're back, and I'm excited to introduce you all, my peeps. Um, to a new co-host that is going to be joining me on the show, and her name is Heather Novak. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you, Ray. I'm excited to be here with you and all your peeps. (laughs) You all might remember Heather. She was on the show, oh God, many moons ago. Heather is a... an Abrahamite. <laughs> she, she's a self-confessed Abrahamite. And, uh, and she's also a hypnotherapist. And uh, she did a couple shows with us about resetting your mindset, which is her website, resetyourmindset.net. And uh, I am just so excited to have her as my co-host. And um, as usual, we are focusing on the leading edge teachings and going deeper uh, getting into the nitty gritty, the everyday part of these teachings so that when we walk away from listening, when we're in the midst of our real day, we can recall some of this stuff and make it practical, make it real and let it make a difference. You know, I, I know Heather has been studying metaphysics for many, many years. Um, and, you know, it just if it doesn't apply to the real life, Heather, you know, doesn't it don't you just want to kick it to the curb? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just. I- it's just one of those things, you know, it's got to be real. It's got to be real. And it's also got to be something you can access when it's getting real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, none of this mountaintop stuff, right? Oh, on the mountaintop, I meditated. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work when the kids are crying and you cut off and you get cut off on the freeway. So um, <laughs> and we're going to we're going to go we're going to focus on Abraham this week. You know, we've been kind of jumping around with different leading edge channels and um and of course, we always come home to the Abrahams, and uh, and of course, we encourage you all to just populate their their website, buy all their stuff, um, because we are such huge fans of them at www.abraham-hicks.com. Um, tonight, we're going to focus on a relatively new workshop. We're just going to give it you a little appetizer, a little morsel of metaphysics, and we'll go a little deeper on some of the stuff. It was recorded in Sacramento. And what I love about this track that we're going to focus on tonight is, there's the word, it is all about focus. It's my new favorite F word, focus. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's one of those things, you know, where um, this stuff, it's really real um, in the moment when we can turn our attention and refocus ourselves. Because I think until we really get the dexterity of this, that that focus is everything. And that if you can move your focus away from what you don't want in the moment of not wanting it, that's a good thing. It's even better when things are going okay and you're then also focused, realizing what you're focusing on. So there's kind of two two muscles we want to look at. How to refocus in the midst of the contrast and then how to remember to focus when things are good so that we practice. We get ahead of, as Abraham keeps talking about, we get ahead of what's coming because we're focusing our mind 
um, in those down times, in those times when we're just opening up uh, and remembering who we are. So we're going to talk about both of those things tonight. Um, and, you know, I, I think that you can study this stuff forever, but until you get this part of it, it's not going to make a difference in your life. So I hope that's enough of a, a lead up. Um, so let's jump right in. We're going to get to listen to a little bit of an Abraham Hicks workshop that happened here recently in Sacramento, California. And as always, we encourage you to go buy that whole workshop because we're just going to play you a little teeny bit. So let's start off. Um, uh, Esther's coming into the room and talking a little about her experience. And believe it or not, it's going to be about focus and even the Super Bowl. What? Abraham and the Super Bowl? Yeah, you heard it here first. Here we go. It is good to come together for the purpose of co-creating. Do you agree? Yes. You're knowing what you're wanting? Yes. Feels good, doesn't it? Are you enjoying the expansion of your desire? Yeah? We always begin here. It's not really poking you with a stick as much as it is wanting to sharpen your focus because everything, everything is about your focus. We've enjoyed this interaction immensely. <laughs> So anything that helps to produce clarity within you is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Sometimes we see you sifting through contrast, which is always a wonderful thing. And the contrast sharpens your focus because when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. And so as the contrast or the variety that you're focused within brings you to greater and greater clarity about what you prefer, you often don't remain or even come very quickly to a vibrational matching or consensus or alignment with your own desire. In other words, your desire continues to evolve because contrast just insists that it does. But most of our physical friends get lost in that sifting process so they don't benefit as quickly as they could from the value of the contrast but even more important they don't enjoy the process of the contrast it almost seems it seems exactly as if here's what you do you let contrast produce desire while you beat upon yourself for being in the contrast as if you're doing something wrong when every single thing, every single minute, every single day doesn't go exactly as you think that it should. And that's because you're just seeking the outcome, 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 seeking the outcome. But what about the fun along the way? What about the fun along the way? This last week, Esther had so much fun. All right, I'm going to take a breath there because there was a mouthful going on right there. Um, you know, they always talk about this, you know, are you enjoying the expansion? <laughs> Have you gotten to the point, Heather, where you could say yes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the laughter, that the laugh. I'm laughing at myself 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so interesting. Um they just keep trying to convince us that we came here for the contrast, you know, that we came here for the complexity, that we came here for this expansion, you know, and we all have a little bit of this metaphysical amnesia <laughs> where we're sure we just came for the feathered nest part, right? Um, but but I think what was so important in that is is really focusing in on that everything is about your focus and that contrast is good because it does produce clarity you know mm -hmm. it's so critical in that in that understanding that when you are in a situation um that you don't want boy you sure get clear on what you do want there's just no other you never get more crisper 
in your clarity of what you want than when you're in contrast. And that's a good thing. It's a great thing. I think for me, it's about remembering that in that moment, when I get that clarity, I might be sitting in the place of knowing I'm where I don't want to be right now and that it doesn't feel good in that moment um, and that it's okay to allow myself to not feel good for that moment. Yeah. To know that I'm going to feel good when I choose the other and when I shift my focus. But to not be, you know, so scared of this, you know, place that doesn't feel good. Because I think that's something that I noticed some of my my physical friends that work with Abraham is like, well, I just feel good all the time and I have to feel good all the time and I need to feel good, focus on feeling good and, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy so, making. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, it feels good not to feel good in that moment because that clarity is even greater in that feeling of yuck. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. I love what you just said. It feels good to feel bad for a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because also, I think you're being real. You know, they talk Mm -hmm. about don't put a happy face over an empty gas tank. Because that's not what this is about. And I think for a lot of times in the earlier years, I know a lot of us were running around going, don't say anything negative. I'm trying to stay positive. You know, we're like freaking out. But I think there is this kind of it feels good to feel bad because you're being real with yourself and you're and you're just knowing that all that's happening in the negative emotion, it's not scary. All that's happening is that there's an indication that there is a broader perspective that in that moment you're not entertaining. That's all. That's all. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's interesting, right? Because if you can get to the point of, of being interested in that, it's like, oh, I wonder what broader perspective I am not entertaining because I feel so bad. You know, mm-hmm. I feel this experience. And so in a way, it can be both, you know, allow yourself to be there, be real, because you want to know where you're at. The worst thing you can do in this work is not know where you're at. You know, when people are saying, I don't know what I feel, oh, boy, we got a long way to go right? Mm -hmm. That's really trouble. You know, uh, you want to feel this stuff. You want to know where you are in that true authentic self. And so to allow yourself, I sometimes say, you know, have a short shout. Uh, Just don't pitch a tent and spend the night, you know, allow yourself to feel the feelings um, and to know that they're indications and not be afraid of them. I, I think that's, I think we're getting that as we hear more and more what these teachers are saying to relax you know, in the, in the fit (laughs) and and to laugh. I mean, I think that's one way to get through it too, but to allow ourselves (laughs) to be, to be out of the vortex and know that we're out and to, you know, sort of kick up our heels in in, in being out. It's like, I'm so out. (laughs) Well, it's always so much easier to remember the beautiful sunshine when it's been cloudy than if it's sunny every single day. And then you kind of pretend like you forget that it's what, you know, so that whole compare, you can't know how you're feeling if you've never felt the opposite. And so I think embracing feeling not good helps you remember how good it feels when you're in the vortex and you're just really flowing. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, w- you know, we get to also know from our metaphysical handbook, that we're getting some sharper focus going on, that there's some sharpening of what we do want, and not to get lost in the sifting and sorting. And I think a lot of times we can get lost in the contrasting and go dumpster diving. Why is this happening to me? What have I done wrong? You know, and all of that is not productive. I mean, it's sometimes it might feel good to have a little understanding as to how you got somewhere, but not to spend (laughs) a lot of time (laughs) sifting and sorting and trying to figure out and you know, um, and they even go so far as to say in that segment to enjoy the contrast. Now, I'm trying mm-hmm. to understand that, you know, but, you know, I, I talked about this in, in my class last week, you know, a roller coaster is only fun because you know it's safe. You know, if if you got on a roller coaster and you didn't know that the dang thing was padded and okay and it was going to end, you'd be freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> But you know you're strapped in. You know you're, for the most part, going to make it through. And so you, you know, you enjoy the terror a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that's the important thing is to remember the context that 
We are all um, from a broader perspective, cared for, loved. No one gets out alive <laughs> anyway. So relax. You know, it, yeah. the universe has got your back. You know, there's no, you can't go too far. Uh, it will always right. hold and, you. And with the roller coaster example that I love is that going down is fun because you know you're going to go back up again. Mm-hmm. But if you're only going to go down into some endless hole, that would be that would be scary. Yeah, <laughs> not as fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is that moving up and down and moving up and down, um, and, and we can step back. And, and obviously, extreme contrast, it would be hard to enjoy. But the smaller stuff, you know, the nitpicky stuff, the stuff that happens where you're like, wow, what's going to come out from underneath this? You know, there's something underneath that that's going to be really juicy. Because what's interesting when things are going terribly wrong, um, life gets kind of juicy. I mean, when everything's just kind of going fine, and everything's working out, and, and you know, there's there's not a lot of juice in that. And I think that they have said over and over again, we didn't come for that. Um, right. But I think there's so the key part of that, that one little segment right there, was this idea of stop beating up on ourselves for being in the contrast. You know, I mean, it feels to me that that is where really the problems happen when we start beating ourselves up about where we are. You know? Well, when I am in, I'm in a lot of contrast in my life right now, but I just keep my focus on um, go the up part. Even though I'm going down right now, I'm just like, feel like I'm going up. I'm going to be coming up any second now. And I just actually am focused on the the light at the end of the tunnel kind of feeling. You got in it. In the now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can't, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times when we start beating up on ourselves because we're where we don't think we should be. And I know that uh, what always brings me a lot of relief when Abraham talks is the fact that they say like, you're exactly where you, where you wanted mm-hmm. to be right now this day. Mm-hmm. You know, in the great meditation CD that I know that you're a fan of, and I am too, I love how they talk in that general meditation. That That's the getting into the vortex book, guys. If anyone out there has not gone and gotten that, please treat yourself to the getting in the vortex meditation CD and guidebook. It's so incredible. But these um, meditations, I mean, there's just this moment, like, this is exactly where you wanted to be. And, and, you know, there's just kind of this wave of relief. <laughs> Things have not gone as terribly wrong as you might think <laughs> that they have, you know. <laughs> and, and it is that thing, too, that, you know, that we've talked about is just let stopping the comparison and the judgment part. Because I think a lot of times when we're in contrast and we're feeling like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Or I shouldn't, this shouldn't be happening to me. There's a lot of judgment that says, because I should, you know, that person isn't here, or I should be more farther along. And boy, there's nothing worse than, um, talk about, nothing will keep you stuck in contrast longer than judgment. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, it's like super glue to contrast. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just going to keep you fighting and resisting because judgment has this you know really insidious momentum um about so many stories and so much information about how it should or shouldn't be different and um so I, i find that that's a practice i've been doing you know it's just letting go of the judgment of where i am and why i am where i am and trusting that it's perfect yeah I've pretty much built my whole practice around releasing judgment. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, because most of it comes from um, stuff that we've been doing our whole lives. You know, it's been there, been, you know, in our ear for X number of years. We don't need to disclose how old we are, but <laughs> it's been there for a long, like our friend, you know, it, it's, it, we think it's our friend, but it's not our friend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's something that, we can get more and more astute to. Well, actually, we're going to take a break. We're talking about focus today. We're talking about really claiming that contrast is serving you. As our friend Jerry would say, there's a pony in there somewhere, and we're going to hang out until we see it. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back after the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. Stay tuned.
When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back after the break. You are on Everyday Attraction with Heather. Novak and Ray Zander. So good to be with you. Heather is joining me this week as my co-host. She is a hypnotherapist and an Abrahamite and a teacher. And her website, if you can, you can check out more about what she does at resetyourmindset.net. And uh, this is really about resetting one's mindset in the moment uh, where things start to go awry. And we've been listening to a track from um, a recent workshop from uh, Abraham Hicks. And we're going to go back to that workshop and just listen to a little bit more in this introductory, introductory portion where um, where Abraham's going to talk a little bit about enjoying the journey from here to where you want to be. Here we go. Playing with family and friends and football players. <laughs> with the Super Bowl. Oh, the 49ers has been her son-in-law's favorite team forever. And then someone sent a link to Esther that one of the players had a blog about reading Law of Attraction and how they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Bought 90 copies. Everybody's reading it. So Esther is secretly rooting for them now. <laughs> thought, wouldn't that be fun for somebody to decide that and then do that with that? Well, yeah, that's fun. So they went. They didn't win. You may have heard. (laughs) But it was the most exhilarating game and process. And afterward, Esther was sitting in such exhilaration because she was thinking about the fun she had had because there was this thing to focus upon. When she found out that someone she loved was excited about that, she started plotting to get tickets and managed to get the best possible tickets ever, ever. So the surprise festered for a while. And that was way fun. Even thinking of it was really, 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 really fun. Then getting the tickets. Oh, really, 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 really fun. Then telling him about it. Oh, really, 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 really fun. Then knowing that he took his best buddy and they got in the truck and off they went. Off they went 
couple of days of driving, really, 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 really fun. Hotel close enough they could walk, really, 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 really fun. And then the texts began coming as he's walking into the stadium. Really, 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 really fun. Now, you may be a bit like Esther, where some of the actual walking into the stadium isn't ringing your bells, but it rang her bells, that it rang his bells. It was really, 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 really fun. And then pictures started coming from his perspective of where he was sitting. Really, 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 really fun. And then off the game went. Ah, not very good in the beginning. Ah, not very good at all. And Esther is thinking, well, it is the journey. It's the journey. It's the journey. It's the journey. And how much fun has this journey been? And then it's not looking good. And Esther is thinking, I just thought of something I want. And the lights in the stadium went out. <laughs> now, Esther isn't taking credit for that. But it was really, 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 really fun. And then what happened next was so much fun. Watching the focus that the contrast had provided, watching the difference and the way it was going, feeling the momentum of all of it, watching these two coach brothers vying for a championship, knowing that someone was going to lose and someone was going to win. But wasn't it really, 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 really fun? And now the game has come to an end. And the team that Esther and son-in-law are vying for did not win. And it did not matter. We're going to stop right there because I think that I just love that story. It's so juicy. And also mm -hmm. it's so relevant. I mean, it just, you know, here happened. Um, but but I, what I really wanted to focus in with that story is, is that when something goes terribly wrong, it actually might be going terribly right. <gasps> Take a breath. You know, it's, <laughs> it's this idea that we really understand what we're measuring for, you know, that it isn't about the win. It isn't about the manifestation necessarily, although that's part of it. But what are we measuring for? And what I thought was so fun about that little story and that little tidbit was, um, first of all, it was kind of fun to think about the 49ers reading, asking it is given, <laughs> you know, that's kind of a fascinating idea um, that these football players might have actually made it to the football, made it to the Super Bowl because of some of the things that they were, of course, there was other things and, and that they were doing along the way. But I, I like the idea that that might have been a tipping point, you know, very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, athletes for sure understand the zone, the vortex, understand when oh, it's, yeah. you know, when it's right and when it's really, really wrong. Um, but you know, the exhilaration and anticipation of something on the way. You know, that was really interesting. And having something in our lives that has that sort of anticipatory uh, experience where there's layers to it. And I think we used to do this a lot when we were kids, you know, like when there was a Disneyland trip or there was Christmas or, you know, that we yeah. really we're good at milking it, you know. And I was just thinking about kids because, um, you know, my daughter just had her birthday and she's like, how many more days till my birthday? How many more days every day? How many more days today? How many more days? And we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, you know, and then the birthday comes and the day itself, the birthday party, you know, there's kids screaming and yelling and running around and it's just they all show up at once and they all leave at once and it's so fast and all this stuff happens. The house is a mess afterwards and you're like, oh my gosh did she have fun? And, you know, like I look at her and she's exhausted and she's tired and she had fun, but you know what? She had so much fun in the everyday waiting, you know, that anticipation. It's like, how many more days and what, what are we going to have in our goodie bags and what's the cake going to taste like and blah, blah, blah. Whether she actually tasted the cake the day of her birthday or not didn't even matter but she thought about what that cake was going to taste like for three and a half weeks and it that. tasted so good in her mind you know it's just so cool it, it, it's so true it's so true and it's really the art of milking it it's the art of of really really milking it and understanding that that is part and that is very much 
the part of the joy factor that it's not the end result, but it is the getting there. And I think sometimes um, we do this weird thing where maybe we don't want to get um, overly excited about something. So we temper our feelings going toward mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, you know, you're, you're going to go see a great movie and you're like, well, don't get too excited because it might be disappointing. <gasps> oh, my God, that's so crazy. You know, that's so crazy because it really is that excitement and anticipation of something that will lead to the experience being um, being exciting and wonderful. But to only put it on the experience itself, yet like you said, the party was only a couple of hours, came, people came, came, went, it was so fast. I mean, that just robs you. I mean, if you were like depressed, depressed, depressed party, <laughs> yeah. it's just no way to live. <laughs> it's no way to live. And, and giving ourselves permission to get excited about something before it happens and really juice and anticipate those little morsels of it getting closer and to have that childlike excitement and anticipation and playing it over in our minds about it could go this way. But see, this kind of practice is not only fun in the moment, but it's also setting up that grid. It's setting up that um, that experience, that molding of the clay that's actually going to be happening, where we're we're letting ourselves really get excited about something. Let's talk a little bit about that, that thing that we do about not letting ourselves get too excited about something. What is that? <laughs> you know, you know, like, don't like, don't get too excited, because somehow we think that will, if it doesn't turn out well, the disappointment will be less. I've never had that experience. You know, it's really interesting. Well, I've had, I've had that experience and I think it's a little subtle difference. So what I've had the experience of is you hear about a movie and you hear about how great the movie is. It's the best movie I ever saw, blah, blah, blah. It's the funniest movie I ever saw. And then I go to the movie and it wasn't that funny and it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that what what we're talking about that's different is expectation versus anticipation. Ooh, Say more. So expectation, I find that if we expect something to be um, the best or, you know, when you start doing that comparison thing or you're doing the competitive thing, then um, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment is a phrase that many of our physical friends use, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Then it is possible that we're not actually enjoying process because we're having this expectation that's driving us and running us and we're not actually being present with the experience because we're being present with the expectation. Interesting. And so this idea of anticipation, what is the energy of anticipation? So to me, the anticipation energy is um, is that childlike enthusiasm of pre-paving which is setting an intention that it's going to roll out um, in a way that feels good, but being present with it the whole way through instead of trying to jump ahead and judge it. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it as funny as they said it would be? Blah, blah, blah. So there's, it's just, it's subtle. It's, it's subtle, but yet it's hugely different. No, it's interesting. I've never actually sat and thought about those words. I have to give it some more thought about how they are different. It's kind of like how they, they talk about gratitude and appreciation. This is appreciation. Are, mm-hmm. are subtle but profoundly different. And um, and obviously you can play with these words either way because if you have negative expectation and negative anticipation, you're going to have both. You know, you're both going to have a bad experience all around. But there is yeah. this, um, you know, this. there is, seems to be a fluidity more about this anticipation that doesn't have a lot of, it has to go this way to be good, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit more of um, fantasy, magical, I wonder how this is going to be, I'm anticipating something good, I don't know what it is, you know, where expectation almost feels like, here's, here's what I want, here's what, here's what I'm expecting it to be. Here's what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're almost, you know, doing the work of the universe in a way. And and this sort of this sort of sort of fairy kind of a light anticipation is kind of an interesting stance. I think we can play with that a little bit and see, you know, how it works with us to stay in that place of sort of general oh, I think there it is again that anticipation maybe feels a little bit more general where expectation general. might be more specific. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, and I, to me, I always, cause I'm visual. I have this um, idea of my hat, my hands with my open to the sky where I'm open and anticipation to me feels exciting and open. Or if I put my arms down and cross them where I'm closed and I'm looking at the ground and I'm, it's more of like a scarcity lack, whatever. And so in, to me, um, the anticipation feels open and, and open to allow. Yeah. And the other one with it, with the negative expert or with an expectation of maybe being right or wrong or, or that comparison thing, you know, where you want to tell somebody it was better than it was the funniest movie or it wasn't the funniest movie. And there's this kind of like, it's all or nothing. And it's kind of like more of a lack closed, closed down kind of concept. Yeah, no, I can see the difference. And it's, it's interesting to explore that and, and to see if can we practice positive anticipation on a daily basis? Like, can you begin the day? Esther's been saying recently, you know, before you get into remembering what happened yesterday and get into the momentum of your day, to really set this idea of uh, connecting in with source, aligning with the broader perspective, um, anticipating things going well, uh, and, and really allowing your vibration to raise in those early morning minutes, a uh, half hour before you get mm-hmm. into some of the momentum that might have been in place yesterday when you were trudging through your day. You know, I, I really love that practice of um, softening those those morning, that morning time. And, um, and I think it's so important to to do that. A friend of mine, Kimberly Call, just wrote a book about this, the morning practices. And and it's it's really quite an extraordinary way to set the momentum of your day to be that open broad i don't know how it's going to happen but it's going to be good you know mm-hmm. it's going to be good um one thing i wanted to talk about in that last segment that we heard with abraham was you know the lights going out in the stadium and um mm-hmm. I, i'm not i'm like not a big football fan but i was watching the super bowl you know and uh, and I and I, it was such a big deal when the lights went out because that's that's a big deal and it took a long time for those lights to come back on, and when right. you know and when the 49ers came back they were a different team. You know it's really interesting they came back and just almost won. I mean they came back from this huge gap, uh, and and I thought gosh you know isn't it interesting during that kind of refocusing when the lights went out that they were able to reset their focus, that they were able to take some time apart in the dark, if you will. I love the metaphors uh-huh. here and come back a different person and a different team. And I, I was so amazed at how well they did. So when I heard this story, I was like, aha, that was the reset. You know, uh-huh. that was like the lights went out. Everything that the momentum of losing, uh, we're losing. Oh my God, we're losing stopped for a moment. <laughs> Wasn't that curious? Oh, yeah. And it's so, I mean, that whole divine intervention, it was exactly perfect <laughs> to happen in that time. Yeah. They, they, they set the intention, whatever their, you know, their intention was energetically their anticipation. They didn't have to get specific about, well, turn off the lights now. <laughs> but whatever, you know, that was filling the the need for that time for them to refocus to and, and to I, refocus to reset yeah and i think that's so important in our own lives when we get into a negative momentum to take that moment to walk away to say you know this is going nowhere fast and just to step away and reset to let the lights go out to not think that you can fix it in the midst of that deep contrast but to allow yourself to walk away and to um, take a moment which is what we're going to take now because we're actually going to take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. And you're here with Heather and Ray. And we'll be back after the break with more delicious contrast, releasing, and uh, all is well. Stay tuned. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. 
Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. Russ, so glad you're here. We're listening this week to um, a little morsel of a recent Abraham Hicks workshop, really looking at an opportunity for us in the midst of contrast to not only embrace our contrast, to enjoy it. Oh, there's that word. To know that there's something in what's happening in our lives that is going and wanting to gift us, but the important part for us is to refocus, to look and anticipate that which we are wanting. Um, but before the break, we were talking about the Super Bowl and the fact that, um, you know, Esther was rooting for the 49ers and apparently the 49ers have picked up some Abraham works and have been reading. I can't verify that, but that's the story. Um, and that, that experience during the Super Bowl when the lights went out, that there was this moment to, to reset their perspective. And, and like I said, they came back a whole different team and, and it was very, very exciting. And, and I think that that's a metaphor for our own lives, but we need to choose it. You know, we need, I, there was a time in my life, um, specifically with, with relationships when I was a, a bit more immature where I wanted to have that knock down, drag out fight. Don't you leave. We're going to get to the, you know what I mean? The bottom of this, <laughs> no matter, have you ever, you know what I mean? That kind of craziness, mm-hmm. like don't walk away. Don't you walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just don't. right now. And it's got to happen right now. <laughs> We're gonna, yeah. I have to feel better right now. I have to figure this all right out right now. I have to make all my decisions right now. And, and I remember, um, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, would always say, you know, I, I just need some time away. And that would make me crazy. You know, <laughs> it's like, you can't leave now. <laughs> and and now, knowing what I know, that was the best thing ever, you know, to to take a break from that contrast and to, um, you know, just, just take a moment to, to clear one's perspective, to go more general. I know you've been... Um, thinking a lot about that. How has how has going general in your life been been working for you? It's essential. It's essential. I have the um, crazy left brain, right brain thing, you know, so I'm really creative and I'm really analytical. And when I get into a place of not feeling good, my analyzer just kicks up a notch and it just starts going to town with all these things that could that could not work out. <laughs> <laughs> and I I know I know me. I know exactly when that happens, what happens physically in my body, and what I what I do is I either listen to an Abraham um, meditation I do breathing exercises. I do one of my own hypnosis or guided meditations or I take a walk outside or I go to the gym. Like I have my little tools and those are the things that allow me to just completely go general and sometimes even um, fall asleep, (laughs) (laughs) which is going general too, right? That's one other way. But it's the only thing that works. It's it's that way to shut off the analyzer. I call it my little, you know, light switch, my off my off switch for the analyzer. Mm, it's so, so important. important. It's really is important. And and I've gotten from these teachers recently why it's important because what we're trying to do is raise our vibration to the level of source. And source holds that general well being in a very mm-hmm real way and that when we come into physical and we and we get into this contrast and we get into the you know the opposites is that's when we get really specific that's Mm -hmm. when we start to you know be on the leading edge of of going into the deep don't want um and and experiencing the contrast and i love this idea that you know our um our inner being our broader knowing our our team (laughs) Uh You know, we have a team that's kind of holding a general notion of well-being. And so when we do those practices, what you're just explaining, we actually go join them in that mindset. We join them in that broader perspective. And then the broader perspective then starts to feed our thoughts. See, it starts to think us. You know, rather than when we get into that, that anal- analyzer mode, I know very well where you're just thinking, 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 and, and there's such a disconnect from that broader perspective. And mm-hmm. really, this practice is so important. And, and so, you know, I just bless all the men out there who, um, who've been trying to teach all the women out there about just, let's just 
let's just stop for a minute and take a breath. And all the women are like, no, I must figure this out now. You know, let's all just, you know, let, let's get on board and say, yeah, let's come back in 20. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. go, I'm going to go take a hot bubble bath or something mm-hmm. and get back and, uh, and just anticipate that that general sense, like stepping back and saying, you know, this too shall pass. And I know that there's something in here for me. And I know that all, all things work out for me. I, I think a lot about Jerry when I go general, cause I think it, as a teacher, Jerry Hicks was always so good at, at, at that kind of, Hey, things always work out for me. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know why, but things always end up working out for me. And I'm going to trust it in this situation, you know, backing up from the specifics such a powerful way to be in the world. And I do feel like if we want to get to the solution, the yeah. sol- the solution is in that general mindset. It's in that general knowing of well-being. And then once we get a bead on it, you know, once we get a bead of the solution, then we can go all kinds of specific on it. Then we're, yeah. you know, then it's a whole different, a whole different ball game, if you will. <laughs> One of the things that keeps coming to my mind, because I think I said, I'm so visual and, and this really Abraham has been the thing that's helped me um, find the general. And it's that 30,000 foot vantage point. It's rising above it. And there's, there's two ways I do it. One is I either pretend like I'm flying on an airplane and I'm so high, so high that everything below me is just, um, it's so general. Like you can't really see if you're looking at, um, you know, houses or, you know, cars look like smaller than ants. And so it's just so generic or I, or I fly like I'm a bird and I can feel the wind supporting me and, I can just feel the freedom of the air and looking down, you know how a bird has to swoop down to find its prey. It it doesn't find its prey from 10,000 feet up, you know, it can't see a mouse that high. So if I'm just feeling too specific, I just fly higher. And if it's still too specific, I just fly higher. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going until until all looks furry. Yeah, until (laughs) all looks fuzzy. And then I know, and then you can feel it too. You can feel yourself floating versus having the essence of that like agitation. So uh, I just love flying above it all. (laughs) And then what's, what's interesting about that is if you hang with the flight, long enough and you trust it, you'll start to get those intuitive pulls on which direction to go. You'll Mm -hmm. start to be pulled into the specific through thought, through action, through inspiration. And you'll actually be pulled right to dinner, you know, right to where it is you need to be to get what you need to get. And but it's, but it's trusting that broader perspective to then guide you um, into the path where the, the, the lights light up. And they've, they've been doing that wonderful metaphor, um, about the light board and, and really, and it's really gotten to me as a great metaphor for how reality is, is that there's a, a light board of a million lights and there's a lot of different paths, but how you're focusing allows certain pathways to light up and guide you. So when we do that refocus and we get to that general place and we go to that place of broader perspective, then the lights start to light up on the, on the runway and start to guide us in, um, into that, that more specific knowing path. But we can trust it. Uh, we can release the anxiety that we have to figure this all out ourselves or that we have to know it all. Um, I love this process. And sometimes you can do it 10,000 times a day, you know, <laughs> back, back up, back up. And it, you know what it is? It's the eternal perspective. I mean, source mm-hmm. energy understands the eternal nature of you and me. We go yeah. on forever. You know, so how crazy is it to get upset about that guy at work? Really? Really? you know it's crazy to get that close in when we know um the eternal nature of our of our being and of our truth oh can we just take a breath hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah eternal you and me well, let's um, let's go back to the workshop and hear just a little bit more about this adventure of the Super Bowl and the 49ers and how they use the law of attraction to almost win the Super Bowl. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Here we go. Because the whole point of it was so that something could be really, 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 really fun. 
Esther thought, this is the best hands-on, first-person experience that I've ever had in understanding that the objective just gives you a reason to have the fun. The objective, the outcome that you're seeking, just gives you the reason to have the fun. And we're not saying to you that you all shouldn't win all of the Super Bowls that you want to win. That's not the point we're making. We are really not trying to talk you out of having everything that you want. But we think it would be such a wonderful thing for you if you could set your goals, identify the things that you want, and hold them as they have always meant to be, as focal points that give you the reason to focus so that the universe can actualize around you for the purpose of giving you that really, really, really fun moment, you see. If you've been listening to us for a while, have you been? You may have been hearing us say often, because we say it often, that everything that you want, whether it is a material object or a stack of money or a relationship or a circumstance or an event, everything that you want is because you believe you will feel better in the having of it. And we want you to understand that you will feel better in the wanting of it. You will feel better in its reason for being. You will feel better for the focal point of it. You will feel better for the reason to focus for it, you see. And the outcomes must come. They lean your way, they lean your way, they lean your way. You get all of the things that you want. There is nothing that you cannot be or do or have. But you have to decide what is it that you want. You have the energy, the power that creates worlds flowing to you and through you. But it doesn't flow to you because you're just standing there. It flows to you because you're standing there with desire. You're standing there focused upon something. You're standing there having sifted through contrast and having put things into your vortex. And that vortex, which you can't see or smell or hear or taste or touch, is a moving moving oh it is moving energy and the energy that is moving in your vortex because of all of the contents that you've put there one rocket of desire after the other that moving synergy that energy is calling source to it the question that this workshop wants to help you to focus upon and wants to help you to understand, to identify, to get your thoughts around and then to do something deliberate about is that we want you to be one of those cooperative components that's already moving with that energy. We don't want you to be standing on the outside of this vibrational reality that you want so much, needing something about it to pop before you can celebrate. We want the celebration on the way to the Super Bowl. We want the celebration all along along the way. We want you to be celebrating that you gave birth to the idea to begin with. That took something. If you've been listening to us for a while, and we know that you have, you've been hearing us talking about this vortex, how the contrast helps you to launch these rockets, and the vortex collects them, and law of attraction brings all cooperative components to them. And recently we've been explaining to you that that vortex is a pure positive energy creation, and the vibration of it is high and pure because it contains no doubt. It contains no frustration. It contains no worry. There's no fear. There's no pessimism. That vortex is full of all of the possibilities of all of the things that you are asking for. It's high-flying energy, and it moves from your perspective completely resistant-free. And so for what you have put into this vortex to now manifest, or a better way of saying that, is to be revealed to you, you've got to achieve a similar frequency to what your vortex is. So... Well, that was just it right there. We just have to stop right there because that was the answer to everything. <laughs> I love how these teachers just deliver and deliver and deliver and deliver. So let's go back a little bit in that in that little morsel because I think there were some really beautiful things that were, were handed to us. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I really want us to embrace this idea that um, that it's not about the having of it that feels good, but the birthing of it that feels good. They want us to feel better good in the wanting in the wanting isn't that interesting because i think for a long time we've been hearing you know that that it that the feel better is is down the road or the feel better is now but you're not going to enjoy the wanting but this is like this energy of embracing the wanting embracing the desire itself because that is what's pulling things to you isn't that delicious it's so cool and it's so true and one of my favorite audios that they did so long ago was this something about um, the relationship. You probably remember it when they were saying, 
oh, you know, Abraham, you just want us to imagine that we're with somebody <laughs> that we really, 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 really want, and we and and we'll never even meet them, and and you know, in the reality of it. And they're like, yes, that's true. That's what we want. We want you to be in the deliciousness of it. And for so many years, I've been like looking at this and saying. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a second. You know, does this really work? And I've been testing. I've been testing it. And it's really, really true. <laughs> it does. It does. It's and, really true. And you get the manifestation. So you have the party right. on the way. You celebrate on the way. Can we just have a yup yup for that? You have power within you that creates world. Stop worrying. <laughs> you just be cooperative and celebrate on the way. It is yours. It is happening. Party on the way. Celebrate the birth of the idea that came from the contrast. We can celebrate now. We can embrace the wanting. We can even embrace the fact that it's not here right now. But this this real understanding of that the celebration is the knowing and the expectation and the anticipation all rolled up into a delicious ball where we really have that confidence and faith. There's the key that there is a broader knowing that is delivering to us that which we are asking for. It is that faith with the capital F, you know, I, I just love that because then there's no waiting, you know, there's no waiting for the relationship. There's no waiting for the money. There's no waiting, waiting. It's just, no, you can be in the joy now because you can have it right now because vibrationally you can have it. And then it'll come and that'll be fun. And it'll last a little bit. You know what? The new car smell only lasts about a week and a half. <laughs> and then it's over. And you don't even smell it after the second day, even though it's there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on to the next, on to the next. So this idea of like withholding our joy until the thing gets here or with joy, with joy, with withdrawing our celebration until the thing gets here. It's just crazy making and it's a false premise that we really need to release and understand that we came here for the journey to the desire and there's always going to be more and there's always going to be another desire so relax. But I want to end with this thought and it was really there in that last point that your vortex that high flying high vibrational knowing does not contain doubt worry or fear. So ladies and gentlemen, when you embody worry, doubt, and fear. You are not flying anywhere near this vortex. And so it's so clear here. And I think I called them the three stooges earlier today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the worry, doubt, and fear, the three stooges, just practice releasing them for a little bit. And you will see how the universe lifts you in the most delightful way, because your natural being, the who you really are contains no doubt, no worry, no fear. It is pure knowing, pure love, pure high vibration, and it is yours. And you're the only one that doesn't come to the party. So come celebrate along the way. Heather, we are at the end of our hour. Thank you so much for joining us today on Everyday Attraction. And I'm so happy to have you as my co-host. And I look forward to many, many great conversations ahead on the radio. And we thank you all for listening. To check out more of Heather's work, you can go to ResetYourMindset.net. Also, we, again, highly recommend that you head over to abraham-hicks.com and just purchase all their delicious stuff and hopefully go to one of their workshops. And finally, support our sponsor, sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction, where you can send a card in the mail to someone that you love and remember and help them remember to celebrate on the way. Again, that's sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. We thank you all and we look forward to next time. Remember, all is truly, truly well. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? 
Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio.